Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. But we want to thank you for joining us. We want to, um, we appreciate that you follow, go with us every Saturday night, or we've been trying to find a different day, but I think we're going to end up back on Saturday because yeah. we can't, we get we tired. seems like it's too much on Sunday for us to do. So thank you for putting up with us as we try to figure out where we're going. We are in First Chronicles chapter 18. We've talked about David being on the throne, bringing up the ark, having a promise God's going to build him a house. And then Laura started talking about um, leadership. So if you don't care, Laura, will you back up and... I don't know what to say. I don't, I'm not Mark good at starting Mark says the sound over. is back, so we're good. Okay, good. So what I said about leadership is that the... the you know if you've been under it, good leadership. And if you have not been under it, you know as well because you've suffered. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks about that when the godly are in power, the people rejoice. And when ungodly men are in power, the people groan. Mm -hmm. And that it is says. a very true thing, whether it's a community, a family, or a country. Mm -hmm. And when David comes to power after Saul's years of poor leadership, and we've said a lot of things about how he was a poor leader and mm -hmm. the things that made him a poor leader. When David comes, things are kind of a mess. I mean, you said we have the ark back in Jerusalem, but the tabernacle is still in Gibeon, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The sacrifices are being made there, and the ark of the covenant is in downtown Jerusalem under mm -hmm. a tent, a mm -hmm. different tent that David supplied. Correct. Things are still just kind of a mess. Mm -hmm. the, the people are still a little bit divided Saul too, right? The people are still a little divided. For over a century, close mm -hmm. to two centuries, the Philistines have been given Israel a problem, mm -hmm. and it got way worse under Saul, mm -hmm. till the people are scattered like sheep hiding mm -hmm. in rocks and mm -hmm. caves, mm -hmm. right? So Moabites, the enemies are encroaching on are Israel mm -hmm. when David comes into power. They're taking mm -hmm. more and more liberty, more and more power. You know, we kind of feel like that. I, listen, I'm not a political person, and I'm not a person that, like, go vote for this person or that person. I'm, that's never going to be my discussion, because... That's not me. That's not my part. No. But we do feel a lack of leadership today in America. Mm -hmm. We feel that our enemies are crouching in to see what they can get away with. Mm -hmm. We all sense that, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, that people are seeing that we're vulnerable mm -hmm. in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Now, your reason for why we're vulnerable might be different than the reason I have for why we're vulnerable. But we're all feeling that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Right? I agree with that. And what that is, what you're feeling is a lack of godly leadership mm -hmm. right and it's not just nationwide mm -hmm. like I said it's church-wide and community-wide and family-wide and individual-wide because when I went through this chapter what I thought was there are enemies we have to vanquish there are things in our spiritual life that we have to learn how to handle and I was mm -hmm. telling you about that earlier this morning today um, the thought about you know when this has been a kind of a stinky week for all kinds of different reasons, work and home and just different things that just were upsetting. And when you start to doubt and you start to worry and you start to think, you know, I don't know if, if, if God, did he forget me? Did I, that's when I, and I'm sorry, I hope that's not taking you away from where you want to go in this thing, but that's when you start to say to yourself, do I believe what he said? Because what did God tell us? That he would never leave us, he would never forsake us. But there are things that we have to recognize as battle or enemies or, that's not the right word, things that keep us from going forward. And we have to vanquish those too. So there's a lot of people who think that this chapter is kind of rude. 
why would David, why would God want David to kill all, have all these wars? And Because you have to get rid of some things. There's some battles you have to fight. You only think it's rude if you don't put yourself in the position of Israel. Correct. Because Correct. you know what I want my king to do and my leaders to I do? I want him to I do want, what... I ask them for two things. Mm -hmm. I ask my leaders for safety mm -hmm. and the ability to prosper. Mm -hmm. Get out of my way. Mm -hmm. That's what we ask That's for. a very conservative mindset, I know. But that's what I need from my leaders. Mm -hmm. Provide safety mm -hmm. and provide room for me to mm -hmm. be able to do what God mm -hmm. would have me to do. Right? This is so a this you're not in my business. chapter, though. So a lot of I, I know a lot of people don't it. like it. You don't like it because you're not in, it, you're not in their they position. Have an issue. And I guess so all the enemies around this nation are coming in to say, you oh, know wow. what? Leadership's fallen down. You're not as strong as you used mm -hmm. to be. The God you serve has kind of let you down here in these battles because we've been winning. Mm -hmm. And now is this new guy that's come to the throne this able David. to mm -hmm. defend and to stand up against the mm -hmm. aggression of his enemies? Or is he just like Saul mm -hmm. and he's going to crumble and they're going to scatter and we can so, take advantage in other words you know it's it'd be test, like you being in be america testing. and saying it's not good for us to protect our own country it's not good for us to defend ourselves you'd never say that you'd say i, I the, we want the u.s military to be the greatest on the face of the earth mm -hmm. we want anybody who thinks about coming taking back. advantage mm -hmm. of our citizens or invading us or causing us problems to think again we and say wait a minute i'm gonna have to answer to that mm -hmm. i mean when you study history you can't study it like a fairy tale book. There you go. That's the point, right? They're the real people like you're real people in a real nation like you're a real nation. And God, it, Jesus himself is going to rule here one day. Yeah, absolutely. And what I said before we had sound <laughs> was if we study David and we only learn about David, we've missed the point. We've missed the if we study thing. David, we have to look about God said he's a man after God's own heart and I'm going to build his house and his line is going to bring forth the Christ. Messiah. Mm -hmm. So if I don't look at David's heart mm -hmm. to see what it is in David that God admired and appreciated mm -hmm. and what his son will also carry, mm -hmm. then I've missed the point of Chronicles and Samuel and all these other things we're talking about mm -hmm. and why we say he's going to sit on the throne of David. Jesus mm -hmm. is going to sit on the throne of David because that, that king is going to supply what? Peace and security and prosperity for his people. That's yeah. what a good king does. That's what he does. That's yes, what a good that's king does. We, we say, I, you know, I, I don't want anybody to ever be hurt. I don't want anybody's feelings hurt. But if a man breaks into my house tonight, I want Richie to hurt him and his feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he because he, yeah. his job is to defend me and mine, mm -hmm. and his job is to, to protect us and, and make us safe. Mm -hmm. So I would fully expect him not to worry about the robber's feelings, right? <laughs> I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and I, I think that's, this, that's the way you need to look at this godly mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. And fully, I don't mean to be rough, but it's godly David's kingdom, the authority of what he's representing. You know, we did Revelation not too long ago. And when Christ does come back, he's already, he's given. He conquers the enemy of his people. And opportunity, and opportunity, he's and gracious. opportunity. He's gracious, he's merciful. And he says, that's it. He's loving, he's kind, he's right. just, he's all those things. But what he will ultimately do is protect his own. Mm -hmm. And he has and, promised and, them and that. And he can't. Actually, not be that and be a good king. He's actually promised right? us that too, right? I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you always. Here, we know those things, but sometimes we don't 
cling on to those things, when things around us, I can imagine the people in Jerusalem at the time mm-hmm. that David's doing this saying, what's he going to do? Because the Moabites are out there and the Philistines are out there and the Ammonites are out there. What's he going to do? What's he going to do now? What's he going to do with that guy? You know, that guy hated us a long time. Can't you just hear the people murmuring amongst themselves because they don't know what God will do and how he'll bless David? Well, I can, and I can see in David Mm-hmm. The pattern of Christ. Mm-hmm. David starts as a shepherd. Christ is my good shepherd. Mm-hmm. First thing he learned was humility. Christ had to learn. It, mm-hmm. That's what it says. That's what he, he did. He learned that. He put aside what he, he was. He took to off be here. what he was in heaven to come down and humble himself and to serve. And and Obedient and that famous question where James and John and their mother <laughs> come to Jesus and like, will you let them sit on your right hand and your left hand? Jesus says, you don't you know don't what you're asking. You have what you're talking about. Because in your idea, you're thinking like the Gentiles. He said, you're thinking like the world. Mm-hmm. You're thinking that if you're important, then that means you you lord it over everyone else. But that's not the way it works. To be important, you serve. Mm-hmm. That's like I came to serve. And you lower yourself like I came to lower yourself. But here's what I think Christians forget, okay? And this is what I see in this chapter. And we are going to read it <laughs> it's okay we just i can see you panicking but <laughs> but and, panic. and I, we, we are going to read the words of chapter 18 and hopefully some in 19 if we can get there but what i want you to see is is ministering does not mean that you're cowering no no king david ministered as a shepherd mm-hmm. he ministers he kills to a Saul. lion he kills a he bear, ministers right? to the, his flock he, he does the hard stuff but he is not ministering because he's cowed down and beaten down and not powerful Mm-mm. his ministry is strength under control mm-hmm. christian leadership is strength under control and depending on god right he it didn't is, just go out on his own but it's also not a man who doesn't stand up for what is right and do what mm-hmm. is righteous and do what is required even when it's difficult to defend his people and lead his people he's not he's not lowering himself because he can't be powerful mm-hmm. he's power under control mm-hmm. and that is there's a very big difference in what you're saying and what the world considers powerful as a shepherd in the strength of god he defeats Goliath. As a shepherd, he stands up to this mightiest force, this Philistine force. And remember. And stands up and I guess, when everyone else is cowering and afraid. He's I, not He's not lowering himself beca- out of weakness. He's lowering himself because out of righteousness. Now, I'm going to add this two cents worth, okay? We, we can throw it back out and go on without it. It's okay. But what does, what builds up the Antichrist? The fact that the people want him to solve the problem, to arrogantly take power, to do all those things, and they're missing what you called, what you call it, controlled power pow- under control. Power under control, right? There is a difference between the two. The second facet, and I'm, there are many, many, many more that we could talk about, mm-hmm. but he is first of all a shepherd, so is Christ. Mm-hmm. But he's second of all a warrior. Mm-hmm. He is a warrior. And David always showed. You know, he, the last he chapters we covered were his mighties mm-hmm. and his mightiest, mm-hmm. right? And yes. and these did not attain to the power of these. And, and this, like, this, this warrior yeah. culture of defense and like military service for his nation to protect his mm-hmm. people's borders, even under Saul, who was a horrible leader mm-hmm. that put them in positions of vulnerability, David still served mm-hmm. as long as he could serve. There was a time he had to leave because he was being persecuted so badly he had to leave and hide so his own wouldn't be murdered. Mm -hmm. but he's still this leader that protects except even as a warrior 
When he finds Saul vulnerable in a cave, he stops. He controls himself. Even mm -hmm. as a warrior, because there are lines he does not cross. Mm -hmm. There are things that he says of God, should I go up? Which means should I go into this battle or should I stay back? Because if you don't go, David says, I'm, I'm not, not going. going. Mm -hmm. That's what we learned with the mulberry trees. That's uh -huh. what we learned with the going we, against the battle and the, already. And not... Uh, not um, taking vengeance against God's anointed, recognizing that God is has in control has control over Saul, just like He has control over David. Right? So he was anointed. The provision and the power, but both completely under the control. Mm -hmm. Right? That makes a leader, and, and we're going to talk into, about that deeply when you read in chapter eighteen and nineteen. But the other, the third thing is the king in peace. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when David is on the throne. At first, he definitely has to prove that he's willing to fight for his people. Mm -hmm. He has to prove what he's all about. But, but because he does, mm -hmm. and because he doesn't justify himself, and he mm -hmm. doesn't make excuses, and he doesn't put other people in a position he won't go into himself. That's what they said about him versus Saul. They said, David, even when Saul was king, you were the one that let us out, and you were the one that brought us in. in. Mm -hmm. Right? You, you didn't ask us to do something you wouldn't do. Mm-hmm right? Because he does do what he's supposed to do. There's a time that comes, and it comes here shortly at the end of chapter 19, when most of the time he he's reigns in peace because the respect of the nations around him is gained. Mm -hmm. He's at peace. They're sending him gifts and tribute and money and taxes because he has earned, like, that, we're right, not going to mess respect. with David. Mm -hmm. And you know what that means for his people? Security mm -hmm. and rest and peace. And, peace. Mm -hmm. and a good leader brings that. Mm-hmm. Right, he brings that because, listen, this is the hard. He's not afraid to have the difficult discussions. Yeah, he's not afraid to be unpopular with his enemies. I will tell you this. I know, I teased you a little bit in the part that everybody didn't get to hear. I teased you because I knew you had been talking to Livy. You were using her, her um, words for things that she does in her degree. But one of the hardest things to learn as a leader is that you have to have the hard discussions mm -hmm. with what even what Christ says, considering yourself. You know, mm -hmm. if your brother's in a fault, you've got to talk to him considering yourself since so you won't be in the same because you could be in that same situation. But it you cannot be a good leader and never have the hard discussions. It doesn't work. It doesn't have to be public discussions always, but it does have to be done. I feel and like I bring my dad into a lot of these discussions, but I, I've had many uncomfortable conversations with him when he's called me and he's thought that I was in the wrong on an issue where he said, now here's what, mm -hmm. the way, and I didn't always want to hear what he had to say, but he was, he was being the leader that he is. Mm -hmm. But I know this for sure. When I was not in the wrong in the situation and when I was being attacked by enemies mm -hmm. outside, there was no one you would have in your corner more than my dad mm -hmm. because he would go to battle for you. Mm -hmm. He would say. And he would, he would not and back down. And by going down. to battle, that and I don't mean, mean he's causing trouble. No. But, but I do mean he'd be willing to have someone not like him to tell them what was right mm -hmm. and to defend his own and have his own in peace. Mm -hmm. And he would do that. And I appreciate that leadership. And, I, and I, that's what I was saying when we were silent. I said, I've seen good leadership. Mm -hmm. And it's I not, appreciate good and it's leadership. it's not always easy. And, and, and you, this is what these two chapters are about. Because yep. what you hear is after God is put first and in the righteous way, they bring that Ark of the Covenant into the temple. Mm -hmm. 
It's done God's way. It's done the right way. Everything's still a little bit of a mess. We don't have a temple built. We have a tabernacle over here. Everything's not perfect, but the priorities are lined out. Mm -hmm. Those most important priorities. And God's going to build David a house. And And then unlike Saul, Mm -hmm. when God corrects David about the issue with the Ark of the Covenant, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And with building the house. But when Mm -hmm. he corrects him with that embarrassing situation Mm -hmm. where Uzzah dies, Mm Mm-hmm. Here is what David does not do. He doesn't justify himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't blame it on somebody else. He doesn't say it was the Uzzah's fault. He doesn't say it was. It's no, the, he's it's upset. It's the Levite's fault because you should have done it. He, he does he corrects that them, eventually. Yeah. But he does not. He said, you know what? This is, this is what I'm accountable for. God, you are right. Mm-hmm. There are Christians who would die before they admit they're wrong. That's very true. That's very sad, but that's very true. And that's not leadership. And that's not leadership. And how hard is it to say I was wrong? Hard. Sometimes really hard, right? Hard. I mean, we say that like it's no big deal, but it's a that big deal. is a hard thing for people to say mm-hmm. and admit. Oh, I don't know why. And it's is not that leadership. just a pride thing? I'm not sure, but. But that's what Saul did. Every time God would come to Saul about an issue, Saul would have a reason why mm-hmm. anybody would have done what he did under the circumstances. And that's why Samuel says, here's my justification. Of Saul. Here's obedience. Here's why it's really okay. He never says, God, I agree with you about this sin. I see people all the time struggling with this. All the time struggling with this. Myself also at times. Because what God requires is agreement. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what David does. That's why he makes a good leader. So here we are. It says the full, my little chapter heading in the Schofield Bible that I'm using this evening is the full establishment of David's kingdom. And, And what that means is, He's already been king. He's been anointed king for a long time. Yes. While he was running in the wilderness, in God's mm-hmm. eyes, he's king. Mm-hmm. He's, been he's already been forever. chosen. Mm-hmm. But now, like, we have to do what it takes to establish the kingdom. And be the king. Right? And to be the king. And to and be I'm that tell servant you to everybody. Being, mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they want to be the leader, yeah. but being the leader is not fun. No, it is not. I will test to that. Amen to that. No. Being the leader is not fun. It, it comes with a lot of things that are unpleasant to do. A lot of grief. Do. A lot of worry, a lot of prayer, a lot of do I do the right thing, a lot of don't act hastily, a lot of... The, the New Testament says they'll be held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you talk about the leaders in the church, they'll, they'll, be, mm-hmm. they'll be held accountable for what they know and what they told everybody else. That's a different level. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, it says to don't want everybody seek to do that. No. Because you'll be held to a higher I account. always am. A, I, I know the zeal and the heart. When people want to do something for the Lord, I, I, I always know that's admirable. I, that is. But it is not something you walk into and just say, well, I, you know, that's my role. because Be- Before everybody with a job in the church quits, I want to tell you something. Okay? <laughs> yeah, don't quit. Before don't you quit. all go, I'm out. I, w- I do want to tell you that um, under Saul, they were continually losing ground. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're honest... As a culture of Christianity in 2023, I feel like the Church of God feels like it's losing ground. Mm-hmm. We hear it on the news. Not, I, we not hear it in the about, culture. We're talking about it. I'm talking the about world, the losing respect, Christ. losing mm-hmm. ground, mm-hmm. losing influence, right? Mm-hmm. Losing members, losing people. You hear that all the time. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The true Church of God will not lose. It they will win. Not lose the gates of hell. Cannot they win. Prevail. And I thought about this, and maybe I shouldn't say this. So forgive me if it's wrong. 
But we had the, what was it, Emmys, Oscar something where they had that Satan thing. I didn't even see it. I didn't watch it. I don't know anything about it. But it was five minutes of evidently something that was very anti-God. And yet in Asbury, wherever, Kentucky, and in other schools, God just went, here I am, you know, and opened the door for people to find him. So Satan might have won a little bit of ground. But he doesn't win. The, he doesn't win the war. God uses who he wants, when he wants, where he wants, how he wants, and look what's going on. Maybe quietly. Maybe the news won't say anything about it. But the Christians ought to be going, huh? There's, you know, there's God. There he is. That's what he did. When God raises up his leaders, mm-hmm. when God raises up his leaders in the church which you feel him starting to do. You do. Absolutely you do. And your heart gets a little anxious and it feels like a little hope. You stop losing ground Mm -hmm. and you start gaining ground. Mm -hmm. That's chapter 18. That's chapter 18. That's a great way to introduce that. How about, let's start, chapter 18, verse 1. Now, after this, it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them and took Gath and her towns out of the hand of the Philistines. And he smote Moab and the I Moabites. I just want to say before you go to Moab. Philistines. They've been tormenting the judges forever. They have. And here we are. Goliath is from Gath. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you are from Gath, you are a Gittite. Mm-hmm. When we get into uh, like first, second, second Samuel, I think, David has a host of Gittites in his entourage. Mm-hmm. He does. They work for him mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> they, do. they no longer fight. fight, fight they, I can't even speak. They no longer follow the family of giants. Mm-hmm. They follow King David. They follow David. And he's completely conquered And I want to say, I thought there was a Gittite in his Gittite, men. Gittite. But you go, you go back to David, his, the first real, no, the, unless you don't count the lion and the bear. The first real battle is against Gath. Mm-hmm. against the Philistines, mm-hmm. against an army that everybody's cowering from. Mm-hmm. And now he is all these years later. Mm-hmm. Doing it again. And here he is. He's, you know what? I'm a, through the power of God, this enemy's backing up. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna We've had it. enough of the Gittites. We've had enough from Gath. We've mm-hmm. had enough of the Philistines. Back off. And mm-hmm. David subdues the Philistines. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Right? That's, you read he that sub- in a verse he, and you're like, He David, smote them and subdued that's them. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because they've been fighting every every 40 years, it seems like, in Judges. They rise up and they you know show what? up. You know what? They're gaining ground. Israel mm-hmm. looks around and goes, it was the Philistines that killed Saul. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes, and it was so the It's Philistines the Philistines that, that killed Jonathan. And It's Samson the Philistine and, that has them hiding in a cave. And David's like, you know what? We're done. God's got this. Mm-hmm. We're, this enemy is backing off. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going to take care of this. Yep. You know what? Succeeds success. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's nice to start winning. <laughs> yes, it is. Isn't it? Yes, it is. Instead of letting Satan win everything. And that's why it's that, nice to that start little winning. bit of revival news makes you feel like there's, it's go, something's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? That well, feeling of something happening. And I don't want to make too much of that. I think that revival can be everywhere. But I'm happy Revival's that it is where it is. everywhere that people decide that God meant what he said. Mm-hmm. And they just believe him. And that he has already won the victory. Mm-hmm. Which and we has. stop cowering in fear, wanting our own way. Mm-hmm. That, then true. revival will then happen. Then that's it. Yes. And if God's people won't repent, and you won't have revival. And the sermon I listened to this morning it. was, Satan's tricks never change. 
We know his tricks. We know what he does. We know he causes us to doubt whether God meant what he said, or we mm-hmm. cause, or he takes the word of God and he twists it so it's not quite the same thing he did in the Garden of Eden. No different. Or uses people you love to make you quit. Right. Yes, and use, and mm-hmm. that's very frequent to mm-hmm. use people that you love to hurt your feelings and make you upset, and then you mm-hmm. quit. But you can't quit nope. because God's got this, right? So he smote the Philistine. He smote and he subdued the Philistines. And then in verse two, he smote Moab, and the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts. Mm-hmm. So he didn't just smite them. <laughs> they he start. Said, they become they, submissive. They have respect for this mm-hmm. leader, this king. And David smote Hadarezer, king of Jobath, unto Hamath, as the he went to establish his dominion by the river Euphrates. So, gaining ground. Mm-hmm. Pushing Getting, back the borders of back. the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Reclaiming things we've lost. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We're not just we're not just keeping the enemy at bay. We're taking back the land he stole. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're pushing it back a little bit. Now he has an opportunity right here because they are a nation with a an incredible army full of horsemen mm-hmm. and chariots and all these things and david could just say you know what i won all these these are all mine david does not do that no. he still depends on the lord there's a, there's a verse in the psalms that says you know some count on chariots some count on horses but i'll count on the name of the lord, lord. Mm-hmm. right i'll trust in the name of the lord he has an opportunity right here to trust in something mm-hmm. else. Now I have the technology. Now I have the, the, the instruments of war that will make me mighty and powerful. No, David knows mm-hmm. that that's not where it's at. He's going to trust God, and he moves on. Mm-hmm. He took right? from him the He did take some, but not all. The horsemen and, and the a very small amount. And he a very small amount, not all. Kind of cripples the horses so they're because, not any good. Right. And reserves them. He subdues the enemy. Mm-hmm. He, takes, he takes away from them what they consider their authority. Yeah. And when the Syrians of Damascus, verse 5, came to help Hadarezer, king of Zobath, David slew of the Syrians two and twenty thousand men. Then David put garrisons in Syria, Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought gifts. There's another enemy defeated, another enemy of old. Not only did we push you back, not only did we take back the land that you've taken from us, but we're going to keep our eye on you. Garrisons mm-hmm. mean a fort. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my fort there. If you start it again, we're ready. Yeah, we ain't playing that game. And we're going right. to put them right inside mm-hmm. your nation because if you come back to hurt Israel again, we're, we're watching you. Mm-hmm. Thus the Lord Leadership. preserved David whithersoever <laughs> right? he went. Yes, God is advising. Leadership. We didn't just say, okay, we trust you. My dad would say he had a backbone like a saw log. That's what he would say. Where I don't care that you're teaming up with Syria. Mm-hmm. I don't care that the Philistines have given us problems for 200 years. I don't care that Moab has been an en- enemy for us since we came out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Move back. Mm-hmm. And God's in charge. We're taking back what he gave us. Don't think and we we've won't. got our eye on you. And if you try to mess with us again, we're ready. We're ready. Mm-hmm. We don't like this, do we? Because we think Christians are supposed to be meek. And they are. And Christians are supposed to be gentle. And they're supposed to be mild. And none of those things mean that they don't have power. They don't have strength. And they don't have have righteousness. I mean, even when we're talking about New Testament Christians who are under that 
system that Christ gave of love your enemies and respect the authority God's put in your life. Romans 13, I was going to read tonight to talk about how we're supposed to deal with everybody around us. Those Christians stood faithful and strong in the face of the gladiators. They stood in Roman arenas against wild animals, never backed up on their mm -hmm. faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. They took that gospel all over the world despite persecution and, and sword and, and all the things that they went through. There was no weakness there. Mm -hmm. I think I heard there was strength there under control I think I read and I might be wrong so forgive me if I am but I thought I saw a post this week from one of our elder deacons who's not able to be at church with us every time anymore and he said but they hurt my I don't know exactly what it was forgive me for not being able to quote it but the the thought was this is what Christianity you know this is the backbone this is the authority this is we are who we are and yet we quit for stupid things like you hurt my feelings and you didn't like me or you made fun of my whatever how weak have we become as christians meek and weak are not the same meek thing meek and weak are not the same thing we should not be meekness is strength under control mm -hmm. right i mean you got to understand moses was a great warrior in egypt mm -hmm. and the bible calls him the meekest man to ever live mm -hmm. He was strong and valiant and leader. Mm -hmm. He was leadership personified for the nation of Israel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Servant and leader and spoke for the word of the Lord faithfully for all the years that he led his people. Mm -hmm. And no part of him weak. No. But we think leadership, for some reason, I think we get the idea that Christian leadership, unlike worldly leadership, is supposed to be timid and cowering and fearful. But Christian leadership is none of those things. Christian leadership is bold. Mm -hmm. because, why are we bold? Not because, in our own strength, because, because we, know we know the strength of who saved us. Not right. Who's we know who's us? we know who's leading this army, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're not worried about running from everybody that has something negative to say. We have the strength of our convictions in Christ. Mm -hmm. Right, And I don't know why this is really important to me right now. It was important Wednesday night. We had a Bible study almost about the same theme mm -hmm. of leadership. True. It was. What's the opportunity cost? What, are, what kind of gospel do you believe in? What kind of gospel do you have? Is it worth dying for? Is it worth dying for? Mm -hmm. Is it worth dying is for? Is it something worth living for mm -hmm. and speaking up about? And, I, and if it's not, you, you don't have the right one. Mm -hmm. I used to think that. I used to laugh because sometimes, I, I don't know why, but in maybe this is just the way God is leading his people. I don't know. But I often thought I've turned into a little bit of a rebel, a little bit of a, wait a minute, that's not how we, you know. And I, I, did, I, I think we should, we should reevaluate our situation. Where are we? Where do we stand on this? this, this we're beyond the place of play. We're beyond the place of just do just get by just don't you know don't rock the boat don't where are we you were saying like people don't like that david uh destroyed they these horses like and chariots yeah they don't like but this i chapter. but i want to say you would like that a whole lot if those chariots were aimed at trampling your children mm -hmm. in the street if they were coming to take your house exactly. and land and mother and family you would say thank you david exactly for taking what you said that about out moses when the Egyptian army right. drowns in the sea. There's a lot of people who cannot believe we You're would rejoicing have such a thing. You're rejoicing they drown in the sea. Unless they're coming after your babies. Yeah, yeah, and then you would be some happy. And you say, thank you, Lord. Yes, that's right. right. That's right. It, I mean, I'm just, you, be real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, be honest. Be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad Christ fights for me. I am too. I am glad I am sure that he, he fights, fights many for me. things I have no idea even took place. The hardest part is, is 
is recognizing and remembering that I can't see it, but he is fighting for me. Mm -hmm. I can be quiet. Mm -hmm. The people can be at peace when righteous leaders are in position. And notice the people that when he tells us to put on our whole armor, he doesn't tell us to run into the fray. He says, put it on and stand. stand." Right. Right. I mean, I, I just think that whole armor piece, sometimes I feel like a very weak, wimpy, frail soldier in the holy, protective armor of God. That's where I am. A leader of God is not a know-it-all like Saul was. No. Saul always has an answer. He always has an excuse. Mm-hmm. He's a, I know him. Mm-hmm. A leader in God's army is a, I know him. Mm-hmm. And I'm secure in who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going right? to run and hide, right? Just no. I'm secure in who he is. Mm-hmm. I agree. And God's not worried about Philistines or Moabites. He's not mm-hmm. worried about Syrians. He's not worried about these chariots and these horses and this te- war technology. The God I serve is able to do everything mm-hmm. that I ask him to do. He's, he's able, if, I, if I'm lined up with I- him and I'm following him, he can do everything he said he's going to and do. And not only what you ask him to do, what you don't even Can't know even to, think ask to ask him to ask him ask him to do. Right? He, he, has, he knows the plan. So verse 8 says, Likewise from Tibhath and from Chun, cities of Hadarezer brought David much, very much brass, wherewith Solomon made the brazen sea and the pillars and the vessels of brass. Isn't it interesting that as David is taking on the authority of God as the king and the protector and the leadership, that all the things he's going to need for Solomon and for that temple that Solomon wants to build, he's gathering it up. Not only that, brass doesn't mean much to you and me. Mm-mm, but it does. To, it does. This time in history. That's a big deal. That is the, that is the most valuable thing. because what Brass is this, is that we talk about the Bronze Age that came before this. Mm-hmm. The brass is strength. Mm-hmm. And so when they, they're going to take this from the enemy. And they're going to use it, not for David's own personal personal Mm-mm. treasury. Mm-mm. They're going to use this in the house of God to make the brazen sea. Mm-hmm. That, that representation, right, mm-hmm. that's in the temple of that sea where God mm-hmm. gets rid of the sin, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that you're, it's not going to cross into this, this back over to you again, this, mm-hmm. this barrier of protection mm-hmm. that, that is, is made of something of strength, mm-hmm. right? And, and just think, I... T- we took back, he's taken back everything the enemy stole. Mm-hmm. And he's and showing more. that mm-hmm. who does strength belong to? Not David, God. God. Mm-hmm. It's going to go in his house, right? Yeah, I, I agree. David is not saying, look how great I am. David look is saying, look I what got. we can do for the Lord. Lord with this. Look how great God can make our nation if we give it over to him. I feel like that's what I want to say to America every single day of my life. Just stand there and say, do you know how great this place could be if we just give ourselves over to him? If we would trust him mm-hmm. and, believe what and, and obey what he has to say, how much better things could be mm-hmm. for uh, not just us, our children, if our leadership would get how much better this place could be if you quit looking out for your own special interest and your own greedy self and your own backroom deal and like do what is what would honor God, mm-hmm. how we'd turn around. How much better. And be. I don't know that we have a lot more time to make that decision. I really don't. I don't either. So I think you need to get after it. If anybody's listening to this, listen to me. You're like, well, this I'm going to turn this off and come back in a few chapters because I'm not a leader. Listen to me. Every child of God is a leader somewhere at something yes you are For a someone, leader family, somewhere right yes. because he didn't call you to be filled with the spirit of fear he didn't give you that no but of a sound mind right mm-hmm. he, he gave you the courage lesson. to mm-hmm. speak up for him 
-hmm. You're a leader somewhere, whether you like it or not. You're either leading people to cower in fear, Mm -hmm. right? And back up on the word of God and give up ground like Saul did. Make excuses for everything you do that's in disobedience. Justify yourself when when you're sin instead of giving that sin over to God. Or you're a leader like David who is in that pattern of God's heart like Jesus Christ who is going to go forward Mm-hmm. Right? He's mm-hmm. going to agree with God about the things that God says, and he's going to go forward. I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting wound up, but are you? No, I agree with you. I agree okay. with everything you're saying. And I think I think if anybody has comments that you want us to, if you want us to hear something else about that, go ahead and text it in. I can see, I can see that tonight for some reason. It's all up there. Thank you for the ones that are watching. Verse 9. Let's go to verse 9. Now when a towel... When Atal, king of Hamath, heard how David had smitten all the host of Hadarezer, king of Zobath, he sent Hadoram, his son, to King David to inquire of his welfare and to congratulate him because he had fought against Hadarezer and smitten him, for Hadarezer had war with Tal, and with him all manner of vessels of gold and silver and brass. Mm-hmm. Them also King David dedicated unto the Lord, important, dedicated unto the Lord, with the silver and the gold that he brought from all these nations. From, from Edom. Edom. There's another classical enemy. Mm-hmm. From Edom, from Moab, from the children of Ammon, mm-hmm. from the Philistines, and from Mal- Amalek. 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 I'm sorry. Amal- Which the, they're going to come back when, when the nation fails. But um, again, enemies who have been a problem for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. are not gaining ground they're losing ground Mm -hmm. the tide has turned Mm -hmm. moreover abishai the son of zeruai slew of the edomites in the valley of salt eighteen thousand. i guess sometimes i'm a a little amazed at the numbers Mm -hmm. because you think these are just one verse you know eighteen thousand eighteen that's a lot of people that's a lot Mm -hmm. but then and all these verses have that seven thousand horsemen twenty thousand footmen you know, but you can read that quickly and not catch the fact that that's a lot of people. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. This isn't a small little battle that nobody in the world ever knows about. They he, know David's they in the thick eight, of it. When they kill 18,000, people know this has happened. And right? because they know it's happening, and the next kings you have say, uh, well, let's make peace with you right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't right? yeah, yeah. Let's just, we'll let him reign in peace and prosperity because we, we know what kind of king he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 13, and he put garrisons in Edom. Again, we're watching you. <laughs> and all the Edomites became yeah. David's servants. Thus the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. So I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, you know when he puts garrisons in there, you think about what that means. Mm-hmm. That would be the kind of thing we'd be saying. We're yeah, watching there, you. There. So David reigned over all Israel and executed judgment and justice among all his people. And Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the host of Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, recorder. And Zadok, the son of Athatub, and Abimelech, the son of Abathar. So we have to talk about them because this matters. Were the priests, and Shavshah was scribe. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And the sons of David were chief about the king you know what a leader does not do everything by himself 
No, he does not. He's he surrounded by Joab, who's the commander of the army, and what a fierce and mighty warrior he is that mm -hmm. you learned about. And he's got the priests that are lined out. And guess what? There's two priests because there's one in Gibeon and there's one in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. he, he's got his sons, like his cabinet around him mm -hmm. that he can trust. Uh, when it says Benaniah and Jehoiada who are over the Cherethites, those are people from Crete. Mm -hmm. This is like the secret service. Mm -hmm. David says, I've got these guys and they've got my back mm -hmm. and they work for me. How, where did they come from Crete? Because they're the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're the warriors right. and they're defending the king. Right. I mean, I'm just telling you that what God is telling you is happening. This little chapter 18, this skinny little chapter, is, is things being set right. Mm -hmm. That's what a leader does. Things get set right. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you a mother with children in Jerusalem slept peacefully with David. under David that slept in terror under Saul. Mm -hmm. I agree. She went to bed at night going, you know what? I've got leadership in this country that's taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, that the ark is brought back into Jerusalem and a man who respects God is on the throne. Mm -hmm. she, she's resting. Where there is no The old man in the kingdom? Where there is no vision, the people perish, are, are smiling right? mm -hmm. and are yes. saying, way to go, David. Um, yes, they this are. This is how it ought to be. Mm -hmm. This is how we, this, this is, is what, what we're we, supposed mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. as a nation. This is what God allows us to be because mm -hmm. we're his chosen people, right? Mm -hmm. The people that knew how it should be are rejoicing and the people who are depending on his goodness and leadership mm -hmm. are at peace and happy. And I'm sure right? that there are people just like there are today. And that's what I, we said earlier when we weren't making any sound. People can find fault with everything. People that put themselves in high authority of church it's work can, well, find a, can find fault with everything instead of letting God be the leader. And have you ever been in a church service, though, when the man of God, I'm talking anointed mm -hmm. preaching. Mm -hmm. We all have the Holy Spirit of God, but there's times when that guy is on fire mm -hmm. for the Lord. He's got he's he's, he's got, it. He's got mm -hmm. it. The message mm -hmm. that night, and have you noticed nobody's complaining about the kids making noise ever? When nobody's that thinking churches went on too long. Nobody's thinking mm -hmm. I can't stand her. Your focus is on what, what the Word saying. of God mm -hmm. has to say. That is true. And I feel like that. Of course, there's going to be people that don't like David. They'll they'll rise up later on in this very book. There are going to be people that have a problem with David, but their voices are hushed. Mm -hmm. Because when leadership is where it's supposed to be under God, it's not that you don't have critics. It's that their voices are, uh, who Nobody cares? Nobody cares what they say. Who cares what they have to say? Mm -hmm. And it's not because David, and I want to keep saying that, David is not the reason. David putting God first is it's the, the reason. reason. Mm -hmm. David not justifying himself before God is the reason. Mm -hmm. Unlike under Saul. Mm -hmm. Saul could have had this too. He could have had this too. Saul could have been the champion him, right? of the people. Yes. He could have had this too. Mm -hmm. But Saul's heart was not David's heart. And, and David's heart is something we better study as leaders. Mm -hmm. And we should really study Saul's heart to see what the differences are, mm -hmm. right? We should be able to say now in this David's situation. David's not perfect. He's going to fail. He's going to mess up. He fails But a lot. there's a reason God says, I love his heart. And I'm glad. I used to be very annoyed that David fell. He falls so many times. There's, there's things that just really, I can't believe he would do that. But then I realized... God forgives him, right? And I should be thankful because that means God can forgive me too of my sins. I don't want to begrudge somebody else being forgiven of all things. Why in the world would we 
fuss over that? Why would we not want him to be forgiven? When we read these men surrounding David, like from 14, I I wrote down, I want to make sure we emphasize verse 14 because it's a little little, tiny verse in a little tiny chapter. Mm -hmm. But 14 says, so David reigned over all of Israel and executed judgment and justice. And I thought that is Christian leadership. Judgment Mm -hmm. is the ability to know what's right or wrong, not in your eyes, in God's eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Justice, or that judgment means I've got the wisdom to see this from his perspective, mm-hmm. right? And that's not everybody. Correct. Right. Because we're always worried about whose feelings are hurt. And mm-hmm. we're always worried about who, we don't, want, we don't want this person to be mad at me. And we don't want this person, you know, I want the power and influence of this person. That's going to be in our Sunday school lesson tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. trying not to let it bleed into mm-hmm. it. But it is But there. judgment from God says, how does God see this? Mm-hmm. So that I can clearly say, this is what's the right of this, and this is what's the wrong in this, and let's mm-hmm. fix it. And the other thing is that justice, which justice, God is the only one who does justice perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who's got it, because he's the only one that knows the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. But the best a human being, I think, and you disagree with me, where from Proverbs and from Isaiah and these different things, we talk about justice. The best a human being can do is to defend the defenseless, mm-hmm. right? Care of the widows and the defend the army. defenseless, and to the best Orphans of your ability, right? Spotted from the world. Yep. The best of your ability, you make things right as you know what right is from God. Mm-hmm. But your number one job is to defend those that can't be defended, or who who have been wronged. Mm-hmm. Which comes in chapter 19. Which comes in 19. Yeah. And I don't know how much time we have to go to chapter 19. Probably We've not time to do minutes, it. So, so probably shouldn't, but. But that's a big sentence. Just and judgment we, and justice. Just think about that. that those the, two words. Haven't we noticed, though, there's a recurring theme in the small chapters? In the small chapters, there's always a lot yep. of stuff packed in there. And you really have to not just go quickly past it or you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to repeat the verse. So David reigned over all Israel and executed judgment and justice among all his people. All his people. Mm-hmm. Not the people that benefited David. Mm-hmm. Not all the, people. the people. And all You'll of You'll find that later on in the book when he deals with Benjamin, who is Saul's house. Mm-hmm. When he deals with his grandson. Mm-hmm. Right? When he deals with all these issues, you will find David saying, I'm going to do ju- justice and judgment to all the people mm-hmm. in Israel. And remember, there Even are his still own son, people. There's issues with there him. are still people that thought Saul's... Uh, family should have taken over, not David. Right. So they have come in, but I'm sure there's still those pods of people. But everywhere what silenced those people is winning. Winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what'll silence people that criticize the church? People winning. getting saved, mm-hmm. inviting your neighbors and loved ones in, and them hearing the gospel and, and coming to Christ and get is. saved. And you know that's what's going to silence your critics. You say there ain't nothing to that revival. Well, wait till their family members start getting saved. Mm-hmm. Wait till the people they've been praying for are touched by Jesus Christ that's and changed. True. You're not, never going to talk them into it. No, they're going to see the power of God or not. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's and true. that that's what silences. They still may talk. That's what silences critics, is when Christ wins. Mm-hmm. And He wins. And he wins. We read the back of the book. He definitely wins. Right? But you know what? And he wins during the If you're not careful, too. you won't be a part of the winning. That, that's we, we say, I know he wins, and I know exactly what you mean, and I agree. Hallelujah. We win. But we're not guaranteed a part of that victory unless we're winning with him. Mm-hmm. These people that are with David and going out and having the victory with him because they are following that leader that's after God's own heart. 
representing Christ. If There's I'm not the in the battle the with whole, Christ, that's the influence on the whole country. He's if I'm not in the battle with Christ, he still wins. Mm-hmm. I just don't get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm like right now when anybody talks, Jesus, please don't leave me out. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to feel your power and I want to feel your Holy Spirit. And I, I want wanna, to be a part of it. Right. I agree. Right. Yes. And that's a very good point. So just the whole thing, that whole little chapter, fully established, what your, what your title says, fully establishes David's kingdom, kingdom and his influence on all of Israel. The king's here. Mm-hmm. So even your daughters start to say, oh, wait a minute, there's a king in Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a king in Israel. And I can't just go because the next chapter, you know what the you church's daughters are, says, need to say, need to be brought. There's a king in heaven. Mm-hmm. These people There's have a, a king. There's a God that's in control. There's a God who knows what he's doing. The lion, I know I know. I keep saying this, but I loved it when Ryan taught Sunday school. The lion's coming back. The lion's going to roar. And it's and you may as well get ready because whether you want it to or not, he's in charge. He knows what he's doing. I don't have a problem with my champion winning. No, I don't either. That's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good point. He's my champion. Yep, and he's and coming I, back. And I'm following him to win. And, I, and I'm tired of giving up ground in the church, in the family, in the community. I am tired of giving up ground to the enemy and saying, well, there's nothing we can do. They're more powerful than me. They have more technology than me. They know more than me. They're smarter than me. My king wins. Mm-hmm. And we ought to be walking right? with that confidence. And I thought, you know, shepherd, warrior, king of peace. I thought, you know, what are the attributes that we get from that? I just wrote down... He leads, David, like Christ, leads by example. Mm-hmm. Christ didn't just tell his disciples what to do. He did it. Mm-hmm. He, right? The Every time he's too. in a situation where they, they put him in an impossible situation where he can't possibly say the right thing or win because they're trying to trap him. Mm-hmm. He, he shows them how you do it. Mm-hmm. You go back to the word of God and you believe what God said about mm-hmm. it. And you see it through God's eyes. Exactly just, judgment he, and justice. Just exactly how he handled right? Satan and his temptation, right? He didn't use anything we don't have. And you win. A leader wins by faith. You can't let that scary noise and the complaining spirits and the everybody who's telling you everything's falling apart and it's the worst thing ever, you cannot let that bother you. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds impossible. But whether you're a leader in but your home or your church or your community, mm-hmm. you have to lead by faith. Mm-hmm. We have to see someone who believes that good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. We have to have someone who says, this is what God says, and we can trust it. Mm-hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit of God does for us, too. Right? And but we have to affirm that. We need to remind ourselves. That was part of my, what you didn't hear either, part of my Bible study this morning is, you know what the tricks are. Stop falling for the tricks and start saying what you know to be true. That's mm-hmm. why I think when you study scripture and you have that verse that just pops in your brain for no reason and you don't know why, say it. Say it out loud if you have to, mm-hmm. but use it because that's exactly what it's for. And then I thought, you know, that king of peace part to me goes back to that judgment and mercy and justice portion. A, a true leader, a true leader, and every Christian should be a true leader. I keep coming back to that. Forgive me. You protect the weak and the innocent and you do so fearlessly and you don't have any, you don't, you don't do it you up. don't stop doing it because you're afraid somebody won't like you you don't back up from that right that's what you're called to do yes i'm going to make one little note here because nope. i don't want to forget <laughs> um 
So how do we say, so how do we wrap this up? We've got maybe four minutes. How do we wrap this up? I just thought when I read this chapter, I know that we suffer. God sometimes uses our suffering, but he doesn't use our suffering for suffering's sake. He, use, he redeems our suffering. He uses our suffering to win. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't use our meekness because he likes us all to be cowering. No. He uses our meekness to show for, him. for victory's sake mm-hmm. because that gets the gospel to the most people. I thought, I'm sick of accepting it as normal for the church of God to lose. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. We are bad already. That's why we're here. I, yes. I, I, I have, I'm turned a corner in my mind mm-hmm. where I'm done with that. There may be things, that, hardships that you go through. David's mighty men certainly did. Mm-hmm. When they they're did. on the run for Saul, there are things that they suffered. He, he suffered that embarrassment mm-hmm. when he tries to bring up the ark and all these things. But those things were to bring him to victory, not to, not to kill him and crush him and defeat him. Mm-hmm. And I think we have this expectation that if I'm going to live for Christ, boy, am I going to suffer. You know what he said? We win. We win. He, mm-hmm. We are overcomers, mm-hmm. is what he said. Mm-hmm. Abby wears it. She writes it on her arm some days. Overcomer. Mm-hmm. And I go, Abby, I, you know how I feel about it writing on your arm? But that one I like. <laughs> yes. We're overcomer. We're winners mm-hmm. in Christ. He's bringing us, the Bible says, from glory to glory. glory. I mean, I'm tired of being just thinking that all we can do is just lose and be afraid and be quiet. And I'm not going to speak up because everybody hates it so much. And, and I, I, I just wait till... You know what? It's the time. Lord comes back. You know, I'll just sit here and be quiet. I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. I don't think that's what David did. I don't think that's what Jesus did. Mm-mm. I don't think that's what the early church did, although they were meek. I mean, this is what I wanted to read you from Romans. Too much talking, I know. Romans 13 says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. He's telling you to be in obedience to the people that are, are running things. It says, For uh, they, res- they that resist shall receive in themselves damnation. For the rulers are not terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. Keeps going on there. And it says, I've got to find my exact verse that I wanted to read to you. Owe no man anything. So we're talking about being obedient, doing what we're supposed to do, knowing who the right enemy is. Then it says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Loveth work no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing, this is what I want to get to, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time mm-hmm. to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. And the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor, getting ready for battle, of light. And let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's time to be very serious. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not at battle with people. No. We're, we're not at battle with people. We're not, we are at battle with principalities and powers. And that's where Wickedness says. in high places. Mm-hmm. We're in battle with Satan, but it is a battle. It is a battle. And he wants you dressed 
to fight mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, and He wants you to wake up mm -hmm. and stop with the stupid. Wake and up, get with the and be serious about what mm -hmm. we're doing here. And when I say that, what do I mean in shoe leather? I mean, stop cowering and lead, because mm -hmm. that's what we're called to do, right? I don't think we could end that any better than to have that chapter read and to end it with that thought. It is time to wake up. It's high. It, the scripture said high time. And that was written, Paul, mm -hmm. you know, 2,000 years ago. But still true. It's high time. And it's closer, we know now, than it was then, right? I love the Lord. And I hope that as you went through this battle ready with us, you love the Lord too. He's easy to find. Right? Seek him and you can find him. All you got to do is look, ask. Um, thank you for joining us. We're going to go ahead and end with that. If you have messages for us, do you want to say anything else before we end? If you have anything else that we should, um, you want to comment on, please comment. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Study the word. Stay battle ready. We'll see you next week, Lord willing.